Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. The holiday season is in full swing, and unlike last year, I finally got my tree out in time. New Amsterdam starts now. Hello, everyone. It's the mayor, Flobo Boys. How is everyone doing? What are you working on? Let me know, because I know this is a time where we always say we'll get to it in the start of the new year. As for me, I want to be able to tie up all the loose ends that I can, starting out 2023 as hot as I can, chipping away at that bucket list. New Amsterdam is brought to you part by SeatGeek. When I go around town just to see what's new, what's happening, these new up-and-coming artists, some of these stage shows, I use SeatGeek. Use promo code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, for $20 off your first order. Get the best seats in the house with SeatGeek. Don't use other ticketing things. Use SeatGeek. You tell them FLOBITO sent you, and you'll be A-OK. So, yes, like I just mentioned, 2023 is all about good decisions. And well, my guest had some good decisions of her own. Lindsay Taylor Delanier wrote a book called Swiping Right. And I wanted to know more about her story because even though memoirs are one of those things uh, that can diverge and be a bit too personal, being able to do it in an accessible way is something uh, that's definitely greatly appreciated. So Lindsay is a superstar. The book is called Swipe Right, W-R-I-T-E, because you got to make sure the puns come across with the, the audio format and all that jazz. Uh, you'll definitely enjoy it. Before I get to that, just want to say, as always, thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your podcasting diet. You have so many other shows that you can listen to, but you sit here with us. Just saw my Spotify wrapped this year, and I was just impressed about how many shows and how many countries listen to this show. So thank you. I thank you pretty much weekly, but I really, really mean it. Uh, thank you so much uh, for doing what I'm saying. But enough of me rambling and blubbering. It's now time for my chat with Lindsay. We're talking about Swipe Right, baby. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Global Boys, in the mayor's office, season eight, and we're rocking and rolling. You know, you know me. I've talked about my struggles making a memoir happen, but my guest made a memoir happen, and it has substance. That's something cool for me to know. Please welcome Lizzie Taylor Delager to the show. How's it going? Hi. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being on the show. I'm doing well. Uh, You know what? First things first. Usually I do this whole flowery thing like, yeah, how's it been a creative? But I saw the words swipe right with the W, uh, the name of your memoir. And I was like, oh, that's so clever. I wish I had thought it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So let's talk about that first. What was that like, deciding to to pour into a memoir first, before even going into the details of it, saying, you know what? My life is, is worthy enough to be in print for others to experience. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had a lot of things happen to me early in life that I found a lot of 26 year olds weren't experiencing. So I always knew I wanted to write, you know, a book. I just didn't know what it was going to be about. And I think when all the, the stuff was going down, I was like, not ready at all to mm-hmm. write about it. So fast forward, you know, almost 10 years and I was newly divorced newly out of my first relationship from a divorce. And I had my hairdresser, believe it or not, say to me that I could not throw in the towel of online dating because I had just started online dating. I'd probably been on one or two dates. 
Yeah. I couldn't throw in the towel until I'd gone on at least 20. To which I freaked out. And I was like, 20 different men? Whoa, that sounds like a lot of... (laughs) And she was like, yeah. And so I thought to my... As she's like doing my hair, I was like, well, that would be an excellent like topic for a book. And I could incorporate a lot of, you know, kind of the stuff that had happened to me that led me to the moment of online dating. So that's kind of how it came about. I, I cannot be the first person to tell you that sounds like a Hallmark movie, right? That, that, uh, so you're not, however, it is a very explicit book, so it would not make it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hallmark after dark? What's going on? Uh, are, are you live in Los Angeles now, but are you an LA original? Uh, original, I'd like to say that I was. However, I moved here when I was 18 from Kansas City. LA is home, though. I, you know, I lived in New York for a couple years. Love yeah. New York. Um, but LA is definitely, I've been in LA longer than any city I've, I've lived in. Yeah, I'm out there, about there myself. Casey yeah. Moe or KCK? I lived in KCK, but I worked in Casey Moe. Fair enough, yeah. Where are you from originally? Uh, originally from Brooklyn. So I'm originally from Brooklyn. Oh, that's okay. why the show is called New Amsterdam. That's the original name. Gotcha, for, gotcha. Uh, that's where I, I lived in Brooklyn. That's yeah, well, but a boom. Uh, I was on the southeast side. So like uh, nice. uh, Flatlands, uh, Marine Park, uh, King's right. Plaza side. My family's still there. I'm the only person that came out here to follow my dreams, which is a big mistake. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> there's some days I'm like, what was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm by way of Florida. So people always say, hey, man, you don't sound like you're from Brooklyn. And I do get that way. I'm angry or upset, but this comes from my southern four years and having to be like yes ma'am no sir your son's a delinquent that kind of thing <laughs> i love that your son's a delinquent <laughs> <laughs> i was a resident advisor that's my job i was back then uh, so okay so, so you had the idea of about your life and planning it down and we all know that like Ed ernest hemingway said writing is easy you sit down with a typewriter and bleed so yeah. the question comes when writing chapters about yourself and really addressing real life trauma, what makes the cut? What doesn't make the cut? What makes you push on me go, ooh, oh yeah, I remember that part going through living that part again. That's a really good question. Um, first time anybody's asked me that. So I think for me, well, I had a couple editors, so they helped a lot with what gets cut and what stays. Um, because this book was, it's funny because I had people say like, this book is so long. I didn't expect it to be so long. And I'm like, it's, <laughs> It's a book, like it's standard. <laughs> it's a book. I mean, I don't know how long people, how long books are that people are used to reading, but it was a lot longer before it got cut. So this book went through the ringer. Um, as far as you know, because ultimately I'm the writer, I'm the person that it's my story. So I have to decide what stays and what goes. For me, I took you know my editor's comments into consideration, but I also decided like what's relevant to this story. You know, and mm-hmm. plus I knew I was going to write more books. So I was like, you know, what can I say for the next one? Uh, what makes more sense to keep? What makes, you know, uh, originally like my first draft, my editor's comment was that I didn't need to share everything. This is my story. I can decide what stays and what goes, you know, cause she felt like there was a lot of heaviness and she said it would be best if you took it. Cause there's humor too. She said maybe 60, 40, so 60 humor, 40 serious. Cause I think originally it was probably the opposite. 60 serious 40 humor and i liked that ratio i thought that that would help to have a balanced book because a lot of people go into reading this thinking this is going to be like sitting on a friday night with your girlfriend over you know cocktails talking about the online date she went on but it's like it's so much more than that and that's the comments that people will give me toward the end of oh absolutely so i guess it kind of was a a team effort or a huddle yeah definitely it's always good to have 
of either people or a person or a system that holds you accountable. On those Absolutely. Uh, I've, I'm sure you've known writers who goes, nope, I edited it myself. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, I can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I come from the world of stand-up comedy, um, and and that's I what I... Tell. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, that's, that was what I was doing before until they told me, you know, there's no comedy clubs to go to with the pandemic. And yeah. uh, working with audiences, and, and it's always fun to see what works with the crowd and what doesn't. But watching other comedians perform, especially in Los Angeles, it seems almost everyone has a bit about the dating scene, yeah. uh, whether in LA or every city. Why is it so frustrating? We all know we all want to be loved and we all want to be appreciated. And we, and we all have pictures of ourselves. But why, what breaks down from the, the concept to execution, you think? Another good question. I'm not prepared for any of these. <laughs> <laughs> I think... If I had to just off the top of my head, one of the things I think is because it is LA and it is New York. It is mm -hmm. these it's these big metropolises where, you know, there's you, you already have this stereotype in your mind, right? Beautiful people by the beach and sunny all the time and you know, so I think and there there's more people in these cities. It's more concentrated, right? So I think what happens is people go into dating thinking like it's, you know, they're going to find exactly what they're looking for on date 1. Or in a lot of the guys' cases, in, and, and women, in this book, I, I, I point out how there's this quantity over quality attitude because mm -hmm. it's so saturated. So I think that's part of the frustration. I think people, instead of looking for quality, they're just like, oh, yeah, I went on like five dates this weekend. Sure. You know, instead of like, hey, how about, you know, taking your time? And, you know, I mean, everybody has a different method. I, I definitely went on a date two dates in one day you know it's it's but it, for me it was more about expediting the process yeah yeah <laughs> you know when i was told oh you got to go on 20 dates i'm like well let me knock out two of those <laughs> no, i i hear you i think i had my first ever uh mid date like i've had bad dates i've had oh. good dates but i never had a date where i was like nothing happened that was wrong but but you work that I like that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I that. Like thanks for the time. I don't know what to do for this. Uh, so that's that was kind of cool to see that. So just get over that just a little bit. When you had you were going through the knowing what you like and the and the process of, of of self, right? So a little bit of backstory about me. I, I was in a uh what they call a a a live a live-in relationship. I laugh because my mom's like, you're living in sin, but I was in a live-in relationship for about seven years. Uh and it broke up. And I uh this is before like it came out my relationship happened during Tinder. So like I didn't really use dating apps at all. So I'm out here using it for the first time and I realized it was hard for me to connect with people and I'm trying to figure out what I want as well. So question I have for you, uh, kind of loosey-goosey, going into this, did you like learn anything about yourself more doing those things? Or did you have like your checklist and you were just like going through the gauntlet, like nah, nah, nah? <laughs> this entire book is about me learning about myself. It's, I had no clue. I, first of all, I'd never online dated and I had, I was very much against it. Like the book starts out me talking about how I like had this idea in my head that I was going to meet my future forever in the organic organic produce aisle of a grocery store you know yeah. like really stupid yeah stuff. and i you know i, I talk a lot I, I dive deep into my past and my upbringing my father and i's relationship my brother and i's relationship and sort of like that that first impression of what a male is supposed to behave and act like 
And, and my parents' relationship, um, you know, they were married for almost 25 years, got a divorce when I was 15, 16. So all of that definitely um, influenced me and influenced my choices in men prior to online dating and while I was online dating. And this whole process not only taught me a lot about humanity, but about myself, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and the writing process, do you uh, write when the, the inspiration strikes or do you like set aside time during the day and go, 9 a.m. is writing time, y'all? Like More when inspiration strikes, I would say. It, you know, I was working full time while I was writing this. So a lot of times it would be like I couldn't wait to get home so I could pop open a bottle of wine, sit at my desk and write till I got tired. You know? Yeah, yeah, that that does work. Progress is progress, and yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you said it that way because there's so many people that are almost embarrassed when they have that nine to five or a structured kind of day job or thing, and then saying I'm just trying to slip in and do my passion for only an hour a day. Am I making any progress? Well, progress is progress. So Absolutely. For props to that. So the release swipe rights out there in stores. I'm sure everyone has you on shows quite like this. Uh, when people are asking you questions about the book, what's been the reception? What's been the overall take from it? Have they laugh and cry? Did they ask for more stuff and more detail, less detail? What's been the reception? It's funny because it's been kind of, well, the majority of the reception has been, um, yes, I've laughed, I've cried. I've, you know, I saw myself in the, in the author. I really felt like, you know, vulnerability. A lot of people pointed out how vulnerable I was and, and, and how honest I was. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been fantastic. There's been like one or two people I had one person that I don't know um, say that it was, it was, she gave me five stars for vulnerability, but one star for borderline voyeuristic. Huh. <laughs> okay. I took that like, okay, somebody's a little, um, what do you call it? Um, sheltered's not the right word, but they didn't expect me to be honest in my own memoir, I guess. I don't know. How do I fail at an invented category? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this is rigged. Hey, there's something for everyone. That's how I look at it, you know. <laughs> you, you so weird. You had mentioned the, uh, the desire to write future books down the line, which is great. Uh, is it something along that same structure of this, or do you think it's something else for concepts, or is it too early to tell with the release of this one? I've actually already started writing my next book. Um, uh, and snaps. I, snaps. <laughs> thank you. I think it's more like it's. I don't want to call it a prequel because it doesn't have anything to do with online dating, but it does touch upon a lot of the stuff I touch upon slightly in this current book. So Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I don't want to say spoilers, but I've been perusing your social media and it seems that you found your person. Right? I did, yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. Because uh, in my own experience, it is hard as hell to fight your own purse out in the streets, <laughs> y'all. Uh, <laughs> but, but you're working with them or him on a, a project where you're converting a school bus into the, quote, wow wagon? Can, I, can, mm -hmm. I, can mm -hmm. you tell me more about this? Yes, absolutely. It's actually done. We finished it in August. Um, okay. We're posted up right now, making some a, a few upgrades, but... It's complete. And um, we traveled for about two weeks in August, but then we came back so we could do some of the upgrades. We have a cat. So, you know, we wanted to make him more comfortable. Um, you know, we're just kind of slightly tweaking the way we're going to go about living in the wow wagon. Um, so launch date now is New Year, January, end of January. So 
so the reason why I bring this up is that when, at least when I am single, I always think of like, man, when I find that person, we're going to do the thing, maybe travel, maybe skydive. But I can't imagine going to a lot and seeing a school bus and be like, you want to go? Oh, yeah. Like, what What? What was the moment you guys decided that was the case? I wish like, it was exciting as that. <laughs> yeah. You think what I'm thinking? <laughs> um. So it was the pandemic. Okay. Um, he had recently been laid off. I was still working a full-time job in the corporate industry as an art director. Absolutely miserable. I had, you know, it was that toxic environment, working ridiculous hours, you know, the, the standard corporate BS, as I like mm -hmm. to call it. And all I could do was, I kept saying, there's got to be something else. There's got to be something else, you know, and we just would we're both dreamers and we like to dream together. And that's one of the things that really attracted me to him. And so we sat there and we would like mull over, you know, ideas. Like our first idea was like, what if we move up North to like the Sacramento area and there's a wine country. We're both really into wine and, yeah, yeah. you know, get a house and just like get out of the city for a while. But then I was like, okay, but then, you know, our house might burn down and we have nowhere to go. You wow. know, wildfires. I went there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we're travelers and I didn't feel ready to be stationary. Okay. So I think he and I were really, we were into the tiny home movement. So we were looking at tiny homes and then I don't, we, we go back and forth. He thinks I was the one who said it. I think he was one of us said school bus. And in two weeks, I, I was on Facebook marketplace. I think he was like getting some groceries and he comes home and I said, babe, this was 2021 by this point. Yeah. I said, babe, I found a, a school bus in Yuma, Arizona, and here's the price, and here's the size, and here's a picture, and da 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 da. Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go look at it. Literally a few days later, we were driving to Yuma, Arizona, and we came home with a school bus. How does that? Is it considered a, a normal car at that point? Do you get a separate license to do an old school bus? No, it's, so it's not a commercial license. It's a regular license, and uh, it's basically an RV. We had to register it as a motorhome. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Wow. And it's a, it's a midi size. So it's not huge, but it's not tiny. It's not right. like the short bus and it's not the giant thing that can't park. We'll, we'll make sure to put your social medias in there and show notes so yeah. you can see this in front. Because okay. I was floored. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I mean, yo, right on. But wow. <laughs> you got a school bus. Uh, no, I know. Everybody commends us for not killing each other during that year and a half while we were building it. So. Oh, a year and a half. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. I can imagine that. A couple's projects can get real, real mm -hmm. hairy. So so this is the time this airs. So it's going to be December uh, 2022. Yeah. So 2023 is on the horizon. Any goals, any achievements, uh, anyone, any second bus to add to the fleet? Any wild wagon twos? Oh, boy. No, I don't ever want to do that again. Um, <laughs> unless I'm just consulting. I am. A, I can interior design. I can help people. You know, it's crazy because now I feel like, you know, when I look at like fixer uppers, which I never used to look at, I used to be like, oh, hell no. You know, now I yeah. look at them like, oh, I can fix that. I can do that. So that's a wonderful feeling, you know, being able to like, because we have everything in that bus. We've got a kitchen. We've got a bathroom. We've got a living area. We've got a bedroom. Yeah. And we had to do plumbing. We had to do electricity. We had to, like, we gutted that thing. So now yeah. it's like, you know, the sky's the limit sort of, but no, I, everybody's like, you could do a business, make a business out of it. I'm like, I, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I will sit there and I will draw a blueprint or do whatever I need, but I don't hands on do it yourself. Uh, no, thanks. Do you consider yourself a success there, Lindsay? A success? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think um, I think everybody's definition of success is different. For me, I definitely feel like I have done. My mom always used to say that one of the things she loved about me was that I always said what I was always did what I said I was going to do. And I take pride in that. Um, and so I, I still, to this day, live that way. If I say I'm going to build a tiny home in the in a school bus, I'm, I'm going to see it through. If yeah. I say I'm going to write a book, I'm going to see it through. So yeah, so future goals, I definitely would like to complete my book, hopefully by end of next year, my second book. Yeah. Um, and travel more. Uh, we have plans to live in Spain for a few months next year. So I'm looking forward to that. Any particular reason, like the season or festival or just, just to get out? Uh, no, I, I want to live abroad. I want to get that that experience because um, I'm actually thinking about like moving out of the country eventually. And I have a friend getting married in Italy. So I was like, oh, that's perfect timing. I can just go to Europe and I'll already be there. So I- <laughs> Oh, so it's an issue of like leaving the country, but trying to figure out where you want to land. Or is it like, I'm- Yeah, I think, okay. I think Spain is definitely, Spain and Portugal are kind of like our- where we think we want to land. Um, It's cheaper than the U S I have a lot of feelings about the U S these days that I'm not thrilled about. So I just feel like, you know, getting a change of scenery and like, you know, seeing what's, what else is out there. Yeah. You always got to go where the, well, your investors in one case or your heart to go tells you if your investors are your family and friends or your investors are back to look your opinion and yeah, get there. (laughs) The reason why I I always ask that question for people at a certain level, because now more than ever, there's that sentiment of like, Hey, I want to see the world. I want to travel. Especially Mm -hmm. when I I was told I couldn't travel and and for two Mm -hmm. years, what's that look like? And I myself is doing it too. Life is short and and I want to see other things too. But I hear more and more creatives thinking about the long term, whether it's long term visiting or it's kind of weird because I guess Americans don't emigrate, right? We expat, which is the same thing, but it sounds right. right. uh, About moving somewhere else. I was just curious. It wasn't yeah for me the, the travel bucket list you know i before the pandemic went down i i had tickets to do stand up in tokyo um because that was a city everyone i know who's gone to tokyo has never come back and it's like ah oh, it's lame like i've heard that about rome paris new york but no one ever has a bad thing to say about tokyo it's, it's amazing is it yeah. yeah japan's amazing in and of itself period yeah, yeah. Oh, someday Someday they just opened up their doors, so you know, start looking oh, at flights. Say, say last, okay. I'm on doing this at three o'clock in the morning local time. Back <laughs> the uh, well, before I get you out of here, I have a bit of a lightning round of questions. You know how that works. I ask you oh, lightning round. Tell me which ones you like. You can always pass on that, but why would you, Lindsay? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. Let's let's go. I'm ready. It's all the creatives. So you are an avid wine drinker. What is your favorite kind of wine? Carmenier from Chile. Oh, you know what? I had a good pilotage last week. Did I? Yeah, uh, yeah, good. yeah. Uh, South Africa. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had. Actually, the first Carmenier I had was from South Africa, and that's what turned me on to it. And I started studying the the grape, and it's primarily grown in Chile, but it's from France originally. Yeah. I had no what idea. happens? What happens if you go to like a drunken wine night? Do you bring like the cheap swill for your friends and say the good stuff for yourself, or do you try to educate? No, I'm trying to convert my friends from drinking the cheap swill because yeah. then they they end up giving me like Hello Kitty wine from the 99 cent store, and I yeah. just can't. <laughs> <laughs> friends don't let friends drink the swill. <laughs> All right, fine. Yell tell for me, guys. Yes, let's. Uh, what is what is your favorite kind of snack food? Snack food. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like uh, chocolate covered pretzels. 
Oh, I love wow. that sweet salt. And it has to be dark chocolate. I don't do the milk. I like okay. that like sweet and salty thing. Uh, dark chocolate in general or just with pretzels? Oh, I love dark chocolate in general, but my favorite is dark chocolate covered. Fair pretzels. enough. I like dark chocolate too. It's kind of yeah. an acquired taste. Yes. Uh, picky, picky's up. Uh, are, are you are you a night owl or a morning person? You know what? I'm kind of both. It just depends on how much sleep I've gotten the night before or what I'm doing. But yeah, yeah. I think I'm both. So you're Batman. Respect. Uh, I'm the same way. I do like the the the. I go to bed at midnight. I get up at five thirty. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, are you more into amusement parks or beach days? Beach. I used to be an amusement park, but I'm too old to to risk my life these days. <sighs> well, I hate sand. So there. <laughs> oh my god, you're the second person I've met. Sand. It follows you everywhere. People always say, "Let's go to the beach." I'm like, if you're driving and it's a rent or a rental car, we'll do it. But if I go to the back <laughs> of my place, I'm not. I'm you know not they have up. showers on the beach. <laughs> they clump together in crevices. All right, uh, <laughs> this is not about sand. It's not the anti-sand podcast. <laughs> Three more for you. Um, uh, comedy movies or horror movies? Oh, I like both, but I'm going to have to go with comedy. I like to laugh. Do you do horror comedies too, like Shaun the Dead or anything like that? No. I'm not. Sorry. Yeah, no. I can't no. do. Those Those are weird to me. I don't know. I, I, I like fruit. I like cake, but fruit cakes are weird. I respect Ew, that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, best way to exercise? Yoga. Tried it once. Super hard. Um, or you know what? Uh, every time I go pee, I do 10 squats. Like before or after? After. Or? Fair enough. Yeah. It's good practice. Yeah. <laughs> Flippa, what are you doing? I heard in a podcast once that I did. <laughs> One more. It's One great. More. I mean, it's honestly, by the end of the day, you could do 100 squats, like depending on how much you're drinking. If you drink a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is educational. Uh, what, was your, what was your favorite activity you learned during the pandemic? that I learned during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I did a lot during the pandemic. Uh, I, well, I attempt, I didn't finish this yet, but I started to take apart an antique settee. Oh, is that? So to re reupholster. Oh, it's like, um, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a couch, but it's very bare bones looking. So you've got like a frame. Okay. You see, like Downton Abbey style, like yeah, 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 yeah. You know? yeah. So I did that, and then I also, um, I had a dining table that I covered in wine corks. Um, it's a totally different table now. Like before and after, it was incredible. And then we ended up doing a mini version for the Wow Wagon. So that was kind of fun. That is pretty cool. Uh, I had a friend that was doing. Well, she she was trying to do the harvesting of all the wine corks. And she got mad because I drank the cheap wine that it was like the spongy ones. I'm sorry, Lindsay. We were having a thing and I ruined it. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's like, what are you doing? What, what is this? I'm like, I'm sorry, it was on sale. <laughs> and like oh. little kangaroo in the bottle was great. All right. <laughs> uh Lindsay Taylor Delgin, before you unfollow me for my uh, takes on wine. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show, and I appreciate your time. Swipe Rights available now, wherever books are sold. If I wanted to get a copy of that, how would I go about doing that? Uh, Amazon or my website, uh, lindsay-taylor-dellinger.com. Oh. And if someone wants to engage with you, uh, just to connect with you, ask you questions, buy bulk copies, how do they go about doing that? 
Uh, social media or even on Amazon, Goodreads is another place. Um, on there, you can uh, follow me as an author, ask me any questions. As you can tell, I'm more than willing to share. So, um, yeah, that's all. Fantastic. Uh, memoirs are always a fun adventure. Let us know what you think while checking it out by tagging me as well at New Amsterdam. Thank you so much for being on the show. I want you back because it's a lot of fun. Thank you. I, this is so much fun. You probably put me <laughs> on to high class wines, <laughs> so I don't feel like. Nah, nah, nah. It was three ninety nine. It was three ninety nine, Lindsay. I'm... Hey, I, I started there, so now we just need to, you know, graduate. <laughs> you gotta elevate your company. Remember that uh, two buck chuck? Those were. Yeah. Final question before we close out the lights here. Someone's listening. They want to be like, oh man, I want that Lindsay like swag. Has there been a motto or an axiom or mantra you keep close to your heart to help you create and push on and persevere? I mean, there's a few. A lot of them come from my mother. One of them is a little explicit. Can I say it on here? Yes, you can. So if you have, if I'm having like a bad day or if I'm just like, I don't want to move. I don't want to get out of this bed. I don't want to do anything or somebody upsets, you know, any, anything, any, I hear my mom's voice telling me to buck the fuck up. Hell yeah. <laughs> Mom sounds dope. <laughs> she was, she was dope. <laughs> yeah, buck the fuck up and we'll see you next time. I knew <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.